Warning, it is the opinion of the Four Street Productions and the Working Perspectives podcast Weekend Poppin' that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You've been warned, so if you decide to listen, then don't complain like a fucker! Just to be fair, everybody, too, I'm also I'm about to start my sucking my own dick business. So if I can get a 35 percent boost on that, too, just bring them <laughs> over this way. Yeah. That was a wild thing to say on air. Yeah. Uh, and I believe him. Yeah. Hi. Hello. How are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today, we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by the strongest of STEM, Steve Cabot, and the bad boy, the 44th father, Burn Podcasty. Strong STEM, how are we today, sir? Oh, he's, he's feeling loose. He's seen Mikey P on the episode. There were some good fights this weekend. Yeah. He kind of feel a little rocky-ish, you know? Hey. You're looking a little rockish, I'll tell you that. Ew! <laughs> what's the matter, you? Yeah. So take him uh, to the zoo. <laughs> the the forty fort father, the forty fort fanatic. How are you, Burn? I'm feeling great, man. I just got back from a little bachelor party action. Got that Padilla interview this week. That dude makes you want to run through a wall. Yeah. So uh, great. Yeah, I think story. we got a lot, to, a lot to talk about. I think this week. Nice. Well, very good. Well, you can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And please get my wife off my back by liking and subscribing. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective. To be effective by voice in societies, working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid, launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out. All right, so this week, I'll tell you, really, really good episode. Got a lot of great feedback. Really, PD is a great dude. Inter- really, like, pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Really, comeback story. I mean, I really liked it. Uh, Strong Sam, your thoughts. I know you and Padilla were training partners for a long time at Henzo. So, you know, and I know you knew a lot of his story, but to get some in-depth stuff, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know Mike a while now. Mike's, uh, he's he's a man's man, you know? Yeah. I mean, fuck you, Mike. But Mike's, a, you know, Mike's yeah. a man's man. So, <laughs> like, he's he's one of them kids. He's never shied away from anything. I mean, he tells a story about, you know, stories about how he was, like, you know, afraid to fight and how, like, any kid is. Like, you know, I get it. But trust me, when, uh, like you said, uh, I've seen Mike in uh, deep, deep water. 
Yeah. He's swimming with the best of them. So like, he's just yeah. one of those kids that overcomes any type of weird situation. Doesn't matter what it is. Strong minded person. You know, it's yeah. uh, now here's the thing. It, I wanted to call him and ask him. I just got one issue. Okay. I see him on social media a lot. Right. Sure, his gym, sure. all that yeah. stuff. Cause I found, right. of course, you know, shout yeah. out his gym. Shout out. Great, great instructor. One of the best instructors you'll find around. Yeah. And so is he eating the same tacos that Canelo eats? Uh, because we were kind of close in size. <laughs> and my man's big now. Yeah. He on all the. Te- uh, testosterone. It's yes, tacos. It. Tacos. It's testosterone. Damn, Mike. Kid is swole. Yeah. Good for him. Good Dude, for you. I'll tell you, man. He but like he legit rolls. Like he rolls every day. Like dog. Like, like I said, I follow him. I see him in the fucking gym at 5 a.m. every goddamn day. Yeah. Working out before he starts his day like a goddamn psychopath. You know, good yeah. for him. Yeah, good for him. No, yeah, dude. He's uh, and I'm dude. His gym's doing really well. He's got his own space and like just so happy for him, man. And he's, you know, now one other lot. thing I got that I that I do like because okay. me and you have this, me and you have this same uh, angle, right? Right. So his gym is in um Allentown or Bethlehem. Uh, Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Uh, be- that area. Whatever. That yeah. area. Lehigh Valley. Right. So the best wrestling in the world's in the Lehigh Valley, right? Very true. And how cocky are the Lehigh Valley fucking dickheads with how great their wrestling is, right? They let you know. I love the fact that he put a guy like Mike, who's very, very, will tell you the deal, too. Yeah. is His gym's there. So I can't imagine how many, like, ex-Easton or Nazareth stud wrestlers that walk in there and they're like, man, I was a state runner-up. I'll beat the shit out of you. And Uh, Mike chokes them out in four seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it is, dude. No, you're <laughs> that is I can the, only imagine. Dude, it's it is the best when you have like, you know, fucking Tommy Tough guy coming in. Uh-huh. He just gets checked and like egos get his ego gets left the door. That's how you really tell. I'll tell you this. And it's in this is good gyms boxing. police themselves. Good Very, gyms police themselves. Must be done a a one hundred percent agree. But this is how you tell if someone's really tough, right? Is that and it's the same thing with boxing and with Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. If you get humbled, right, which you will get humbled, know For that sure. you For will. Sure. Doesn't matter what age you are. No, nope. like it'll happen at whatever time you start. You're getting humbled. That's just what it is. No one comes in there and they're the best. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. gets humbled. But if you come back and want to learn and then try and strive to beat that, then person, you get the respect. Agreed. Very much agree because there's a lot of guys that think they're fucking tough, but when they come in and get humbled, they're broken. They, they never come back. Break. They can't never. believe they can't never. believe that they're that big of a, a pussy. Right. They can't. But believe I they watched have, YouTube yeah. and it looks easy on TV. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. The UFC is a cinch, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll just punch him in the face. Yeah. How hard could that be? Oh, dude. My mentality's crazy, bro. Dude, I was I've been beating up on my brothers my whole life, bro. I know how to fight. <laughs> I get so mad, bro. I like black out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're gonna you're gonna get Yo. choked out, not yeah. black no. out, but I yeah. hear you. I'm, yeah, I, I I agree that you're not conscious at the end of the, the yeah. evening, but yeah, I don't no, know we're gonna say because yeah, yeah. you oh, were so sure. mad. That's for probably sure. not how it actually went down. Hilarious. Yes. Yeah. So uh, nice. Well, good, man. No, it was awesome. I do want to bring up something else. So Matt, oh, Matt go ahead, Matt, to, to that, I was going to say, because I don't I don't know Mikey, but like the joy in his voice when he was talking about showing up there 
and yeah. getting submitted 20 times in 20 minutes by Dan the Dentist or whatever that dude's name was. Don't, like, don't <laughs> hold on. Do I not, never, do I, not I, disrespect I, I don't Dental remember, Bill. I, I would never just, I would, Dental Bill, Dental Bill. I would never disrespect him, but like the joy. <laughs> that guy was the, the man. He still the, is. I haven't the, heard that name in forever. Yeah. The joy in Mike's voice where he was like, oh, this guy kicked the shit out of me. I can't wait to figure out how to do that. Yeah. Like he, you talk about the guys who come back the next day, there's ego when your ego goes home and you get screws. He, he left there being like, this was awesome. Yeah. I got fucked up. Yeah. I'm going to know I, how to do this in three months. Like yeah. I'll be unstoppable as yeah. a force. Um, yeah. You could tell pretty much everything you know about the dude, by how happy he was that he got beat up his first day in the gym and was like, yeah. Oh, great. Because then now I'm going to figure this out and it's going to be yeah. a problem for everybody else around me. Yeah. And it, dude, it's a forever, honestly, the best, like, it, this was great too, that he said, like, well, like he said, like maybe 25 to 30% of his business that he gets Joe Rogan is. Yeah. Because yep. it's people. Huge proponent. Oh, he's yeah. the biggest advocate and it's true, but he's not saying anything that's not true. It's fucking hey, just true. Just to be fair, everybody too. I'm also, I'm about to start my suck in my own dick business. So if I can get a 35% boost on that too, just bring them <laughs> over this way. Yeah. That was a wild thing to say on air. Yeah. Uh, and I believe him. Yeah. Dude, I believe him. It's true. He's, I mean, he, he's not a liar. And like the like, and it's like, dude, the you like, I it's not even just that, it's the UFC, it's Marvel movies, it's everything. Like, jujitsu is so mainstream now, and but uh, it's but it's legit mainstream, it's not like you know, a tiger. It's a funny, mainstream. it's a and it's a and it's a funny dynamic in, in jujitsu because like it's yeah. almost like uh, like uh, like Eddie Bravo says he's a big time jujitsu guy, blah, blah. yeah, and he's always saying like now it's like nerd assassins, right? Because yeah, like uh, computer dorks or whatever can go in there or dentists. And, uh, or whatever, right? Listen, and, and anyone and so they're used they're used to being not the alpha, right? Yeah. So like they go in there and they get submitted. It's okay. They come back. No, you know, no harm done. They'll yeah. figure it out. You know. Whereas like a, a, a top notch athlete, when he goes in there and he thinks he's Billy Badass, because in whatever respective sports he and he's usually beating the shit out of people, he gets yeah. humbled so quickly they can't. You know, it it tells you a person if they can hurdle that and keep moving. Yes. Which very, which I used to laugh nice. at in that gym. We get me and me and Mike when we first started, we get smoked so many times. Both of us very good wrestlers. I would look we at the end we I'd be like, me and Mike be looking at guys like you you, you want to wrestle after practice? And I was like, what the fuck? No, I'm so, I'm 50. Don't be mad that I choked you out. I'm like, you you want to wrestle later? He's like, no, I don't. I don't. I was like, okay. Uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Do you remember do you remember John Dorito? Oh my God. He, he's on the show next week. Like in, on in November thirtieth, we're recording with Dorito. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. I know. Well, dude, let me let me, let me ask you this though. Like, yeah. from, from two guys who who train too, right? Like, what's the you know one of the best aspects has to be like for how a fighter is going to play is coachability, right? Like, yes. you have to walk in there knowing that there's a ton of yes. shit you knowing don't that you know. don't know shit. Yes, you don't, and, and and so if you have that kid, right? And and I wasn't that kid, uh, but like. You know, the kid who is the pitcher on the baseball team when you're nine, he's the quarterback on the football team when you're 30. Like, he's the athlete, right? He's the kid yeah. who plays all the sports and he's just naturally good at them. But yeah. like my sports experience was I could I could run and jump, but I wasn't very skilled. So if I wanted to be on the basketball court, like I got to get on the floor for loose balls. Like, I got to box people out. I got to do weird shit. Like I like being a garbage man, you know, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yep. But being a garbage man teaches you like, all right, I'm coachable, man. Like, what do you yeah. what do you need me to do? What do you need? What, what yeah. do I need to do today? You're a team player. To, 
contribute. And I, you know, I played with some kids who were those super athletes when they were seven, eight, nine, guess what? When everyone's 15 or 16 or 17, like that shit evens out pretty quick. Um, you know, we're all not playing D one somewhere or something like that. That's the truth. But, uh, but those kids were uncoachable, you know, like uncoachable. You gotta, I think that mentality of, of being a grinder is you walk in there and go, tell me all the things I don't know. Yes. Yeah. If you gotta be, dude, you gotta want to learn and you gotta want to grow. And that's like, like, dude, cause those guys are the first guys that are making excuses of why this happened and why this didn't happen. They're not realizing like, Oh, I just don't know. And I need to learn. Right. Cause Experience. it's so naturally gifted. Yeah. yeah. Experience but, is my- so heavy in MMA too, because of the fact that like, you know, you gotta remember that uh, like uh, Brendan Shabby says all the time. He was a free, you know, he was almost in the NFL freak athlete yeah. and heavyweight. So he's yeah. like, my athleticism was a, was a cheat code. I could beat guys that I shouldn't beat. And I didn't start till after college fighting, but because yeah. I was so athletic at that size, I can get away with it. But when I got to the top 10 guys in the world, no, they've seen the big athletic guy a billion times. They yeah. know exactly yep. what to do with me. They've yeah. seen yep. everything. So when you get yeah. to like a, like there's, there's no sport. Like you can show up to a basketball court and not really know the sport that well, be a freak athlete and perform extremely well. Yeah. Have a nice in day. MMA, yeah. there's no such thing. I don't care how freakish you are of an athlete. Some guy's going to see you and immediately understand what you do wrong. When he's, uh, when he's a, like a seasoned older vet and force you to do that and then beat the shit out of you. He's legit a shark. He's legit yeah, yeah. a shark and you're a fucking chum. And that's which I don't I don't want to br- blend it in like that. But it's the exact scenario they just tried on your young Mexican feller against Gabe this weekend. All right. Well, we'll try that. We'll we'll talk about that. But it's the exact scenario, they fed him to an old lion that was like, oh, if you think you're good, you better be able to get through me because I've seen it fucking all and been in with yeah. the best. He's the dude. He's the gatekeeper of that division. We'll talk about it I more. Uh-huh. But, yes. but, but I do want to talk about this. So uh, Mike brought up a story. So as we said, <laughs> Mike and Steve are training partners, right? And he brought up a story about how Steve got a nice little Harry Potter scar oh on yeah his forehead when they were yes, training one night and this is training with four ounce gloves no headgear no shin pads and like you know that's what that, that was the bright so you, idea you gotta remember you gotta remember this is like 2006 7 sure. maybe 8 i don't know in those right. in those pockets the ufc is it just had i don't think they had their no they didn't have their stefan bonner moment <laughs> they didn't have any of that yet they didn't have all the like the big there was no real hype behind it like people didn't really yeah. follow it like that yeah. like mma was like still the still ultimate underground. fighter was yes. like still kind of yeah it was like the, it was like for for a guy who doesn't fight it was like uh when moneymaker won and then poker got really big and then all of a sudden there was like the liddell tour like yep. uh ufc show and then, then then you knew like all right this shit is going mainstream yeah. yep. now now let me just make clarify one thing too i think when mike was talking about this you guys were both like six weeks away from up uh, from fights like you guys right. had fights so yeah, you were both, you were legit signed on the card at yeah. this point yep signed yeah. on the card trying to sell tickets because they give you a bunch of tickets you got to sell them yourself like a fucking student and when i say that sport, people don't. When you see people make it, you just want to like shake their hand and hug them because you know the bullshit they had to go oh. through from the bottom. When yeah. you're like, say, smokers and small events, oh. you have to sell your own tickets. You got to promote yourself. You it's a eat. fucking nightmare. Dude, oh, right, right, right. Worse, I'll let for, you for get, nothing, too. You I'll, get like I'll, no bread, nothing. Dude, I'll let you get back to this, your story, but I do want to say this. This, the perfect example of what you're talking about. I had a fight in Concha Hawken, scheduled fight, booked, everything's ready, everyone signed go to the weigh-in we both weigh in and then the guy leaves and he doesn't uh, fight so you know, I, fight. Yep. I had a camp 
I weighed in. Dude, I had like my whole family there. Like, honestly, one of my best training camps. I like the guy's lucky we didn't fight because I would have fucking killed him. Because I was like, yeah, you Tom, I had Tom was my Tom, my brother was my conditioning coach. Right. And like, dude, like, cause I had had a fight that I lost and it was because of my conditioning. And so I was like, look, I want something better. So he started like researching and doing conditioning. He was my, so you found coach. the guy that used to get his way out of conditioning. Right. Well, like, dude, he, but no, like, legit, <laughs> I'm like, joking. but it was the best because like, if you have like a coach, <laughs> those who can't, those who can't do teach. Right. But it's also, yeah. it also like, there's training coaches that like, like even like Harry and rich, like they'll see you're having an off day and they'll be like, all right, just get through it like they're not gonna crush you there was no remorse with tom it yeah, was yeah, yeah. Um, fuck you like you know don't yeah, it's your brother that's your that's yeah. your brother he doesn't care about your feelings doesn't give it mm -mm. couldn't give a shit so yeah but no i was like dude i was ready to run through a wall so ready and then dude i there was i remember taking like a picture of like 30 people there like you know what i mean like everyone's ready to go and then they all are like can we get refunds on the tickets yeah like why did i pay to watch a bunch of tickets <sighs> i don't know yeah. So the dude, the dude just left, didn't yeah. say anything, left and never came back. Yep. Weighed in and everything, and just. I think it's okay if you want to say his name. I think it's okay to publicly I shame him. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, don't. I wouldn't even bring it up because fuck him. Yeah. Fuck. Honestly, it was. It was like. I mean, it is what it is. If yeah, it is. Shit happens. If you're. So yeah. anyway, yeah. we're so, back. Right. We're back in there, right? We're back. Add a boy. Add a boy. We're at the gym. Me and me and Mike train all the time. We back in the day, again, like I said, rudimentary, well before all the mainstream, well before all you see in the glitz and glory nowadays, well before Chuck Liddell, still yeah. underground stuff. The, uh, the, the thought process back in the day, which is complete done a 180 nowadays, is uh, the live sparring thing, right? Mm -hmm. So back in the day, they thought for years, the only way you got better at not getting knocked out was getting the shit beat out of you, right? So they would constantly, there's legendary stories of like, there's a famous uh, gym called Shootbox, which has Bondale Silva, Anderson Silva, the Hua brothers, all types Oof. of studs come out. They said they used to just absolutely knock each other the fuck out every single sparring session. Yeah. And that's what they thought would make themselves tougher, right? When really, now we know, now we know that if you have a concussion, even a little one, and you get tapped, you'll go the fuck out, right? So yeah. people don't even understand that part, which I won't get into, but some boxers, you don't even know they get knocked out in sparring or in training camp. And then they have a fight two weeks later, they get touched on a weird touch and they're out. And people are like, how did that punch knock them out? No, yeah. what you didn't see was he got knocked out in training camp by one of the sparring partners and they weren't supposed to go that way. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. we're in there working out. We have Friday night fights. Every Friday night, four ounce gloves, yeah. right? It's supposed to be like... Dude, and this is like, now like the gloves are very high tech and everything. You these guys were, were terrible. Using, like, the terrible. Everlast I bought these gimmicks. bitches. <laughs> I bought these bitches at Sports Authority. <laughs> They were terrible, right? It's like you ever you ever you ever see old dudes playing football in those leather helmets? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like it's like exactly it's like that that jump right there. And we oh, had and we yeah. had uh because uh the Muay Thai coach at the time was sponsored by a famous company, Fairtex, blah, blah blah. So like we had all these dope ass shin guards and shit like that, but we didn't feel like wearing them. Fuck that, get it out of my face, right? It's for pussies. Yeah. So we're in there like normal, right? It's supposed to be three rounds, and it's also supposed to be like seventy percent co, which we all know that never happens. You hit me, I'm gonna hit you harder. This. Next thing you know. There's Three hits a, in and we're fucking full fight. But it's all, but like it could be, but it's you get what you give, right? Not, but not agreed, Matt. When you're older and you get it, yes. But when you're that 24 yeah, and only I've only been doing it for a couple months, yes. Yeah. You're just trying to win. Like you're I, trying to win like, every time. Yeah, it feels like he's trying to knock me out. I don't know what's yeah. going on. I've never been in this. Like, we got to keep it yeah. moving. Let's just go for broke, right? Yeah. So that's the, right. that's the situation. Obviously, my fucking bread and butter is wrestling, which a lot of people don't have, right? So I go right to the takedowns, right to the takedowns, right to the takedowns. I'm doing my thing. 
towards the end, this guy's a more of a Muay Thai guy. Yeah. Which means he likes to use his kicks, right? Kicks, Muay Thai guys, that's what they do. Yeah. So he's timing me, timing me, timing me. Can't get him off. I keep beating him to the kick. Blah, blah, blah. Third round, he gets a little cocky now. He's the good wrestler, right? This shit is cake. This kid couldn't stop me from taking him down if I fucking told him I was going to kill him if he didn't get taken down. Like, no chance of not getting taken down. Right. So now I'm all Mr. Ooh, he feels like Muhammad Ali. He's taking <laughs> shots that he shouldn't take. Yeah. All... Matt, you know I'm an asshole. So I'm out there now. But it's like, also guess... part of the mental game. I'm yeah. like, hey, guess what? Guess what I'm going to do? Take you down. And guess who can't <laughs> stop it? You. Right. He's like, OK, finally, I shoot. He fucking kicks at the same time. And like his oh. knee and shin clip dead off my head. Oh. I take him down because, again, you can't stop me from taking oh. you down. So I take him to the ground and all of a sudden I see blood all over him. I'm like, damn, I fucked him up. And he looks up at me and I, it, again, we're friends, we're training partners. You know, we're right. all going through the same shit. We all respect right. each other. He looks right. up and goes, ah, oh, fuck. And I'm like, oh, fuck what? Because I have a fight coming up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck what? I see blood everywhere. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They then hold my head. I touch my head and pull my hand down. There's just blood everywhere. I have a vagina on my forehead, right? They call it a blowout. <laughs> this motherfucker goes so deep, so deep right up in here that it you could see the white of my skull. I swear to fucking God. Yeah, right? you're, you saw, yeah, you know, how, you know how they judge your trees on how many, just all over the place. Oh. You know how they judge, <laughs> they judge, they judge trees on how many rings there are when you cut it open. Yeah. They could have fucking told how many times I've been hit in the head by the fucking dance, whatever. So yeah. Mike, I had a little Ford Ranger. It was a five-speed. This fucking jabroni tell me he can drive stick. Doing burnouts on the way out. Oh. Letting the clutch off too hard. <laughs> right? So me and Mike in my shitty-ass truck drive up to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. Go in there. Guy's like, what happened? I'm like, eh, explain it, whatever. Stabs me a bunch of times with the needles. Runs stitches from my fucking yeah. hairline down to my eye, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Tells me I need eight weeks of inactivity. I said, Ugh. bet, buddy. I go back because I don't like cardio. So now I, like, you can't. You're the biggest asshole. I hate this when my kids do this at wrestling, but right. if you're hurt, you can yeah. still come and see the practice and learn, right? Yes. Because that's when you learn yes. from the best. So when you don't and show you up, you know, I did not want there. it. I want it. I want it. I did not want to be there. I wanted to be home smoking weed and laying on my back and doing nothing, right? right? But instead, I'm not a pussy. And I'm like, you have to go there because I don't want other people to look at me and tell me I'm a pussy. Okay. So I show up to just watch the practice, right? True. Eventually, one weekend, I'm like, you know what? I can do cardio. I'm hitting the bags. I'm doing the other gay shit. I'm jumping rope, doing my thing, right? <laughs> now I look over and I'm like, well, Here's the other thing. You can't take me down. So yeah, okay. I'm like, I can do the wrestling stuff, right? I, that's me. I'm the wrestler. This is what we do, right? I wrestle. These guys don't. I'm like, I definitely won't get hurt in wrestling. If anybody's getting hurt, it's them. Yeah, you so never hit I'm, your head in wrestling. Never. Yeah, yeah. Only 50 <laughs> times a match, but never when I do it, right? right. So because I, I felt like I was different. <laughs> Even though I've hit my head off everything on the planet 100,000 times, whatever. I'm like, shoot in. Another good feller from there that's also a wrestler decided he had the same plan I had, but he didn't tell me that, you know, maybe yeah. you should let me know. I don't right. fucking know. I'm the one with the big thing. Right now, again, did I have my headgear on? I did not because I'm an yeah. asshole, right? Well, so I didn't have the headgear. Well, because no, headgear be, well, fucking well, sucks. Because well, it be, fucking sucks and it's for pussies. I don't wear it. I never <laughs> wear headgear. Here, man. To be fair, it was just because it, it, your vagina couldn't breathe with that headgear. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you got to let that so, bad well, boy on. breathe. You want to let it hold heal. On. And that's hold hold on. Hold on. The vagina has been stitched back up. Like, after the wife has it out the vagina, they put the stitches in it. My vagina yeah, yeah. also oh, yeah. got stitched back up. So he's back to being tight. I'm tight and right. So I'm feeling good. I'm fucking taking shots. And then me and the other guy who decided he wanted to shoot at the same time I did, banged heads. And immediately, I just saw a fucking... 
1983 Chucky movie with blood yeah. spraying out my forehead again. So they, you know, now again, I drive myself to the hospital this time because I'm so fucking mad. Mad. Same place. Go in. Same doctor. Doctor looks at me and he's like, <laughs> "The fuck did you do? You, oh, oh, you, oh, you stupid." And I'm like, yeah. "No, no, 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 I'm not stupid." I'm like, "Dude, I tripped and I fell." Uh, like, All right, I, I ran. I ran into the lift at work. I work in a garage. I hit the lift. It, it just popped open again. He was like, sure. you're in all Henzo Gracie fight gear. That looks like a really tight shirt. They call him a rash guard. Has Henzo on it. And same with the shorts. And there's still tape on like one of my knees. I was like, yeah, no, I was back in there like a fucking asshole. You're right. Uh. He was like, so here's the <laughs> thing. We're, I'm going to stitch this back together, but you're going to have a big scar. And he's like, so I'll then introduce you into like one of the plastic surgeon guys and we'll, we'll move some like things, blah, blah, blah. I, I raised my hand and he's like, what? I said, am I Brad Pitt? <laughs> Dog, a scar. On, I could have a dick on my forehead. And I'm not doing any worse. Like, <sighs> shut you. No. Fucking, I mean, you already uh, have a what? vagina up there. Why not have a dick on your forehead? I was like, right? I, hey, they can fuck each other. I'm like, cuz, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's a total oh, mind you- fuck right there, pal. Uh, hey, keep them coming. Lying. Keep them coming. But, but when you're talking about when you're talking about plastic surgery, I was like, you going? Am I gonna get like you gonna implant? And in, I'm gonna look like Mike fucking Padilla now. You're gonna give me these joints? <laughs> no, oh no. Then the, they, oh, oh no. You yeah. just, oh, get the fuck out of here. But yeah, that was a uh, like, you know shout out I, to Mike for doing burnouts in my truck while I'm bleeding out my fucking forehead and I'm rocking back and forth about to throw up. This asshole hasn't driven stick since he was in I don't know fucking New York. Yeah, Who since knows? he stole a hub, you know. Since he yeah. was nine. <laughs> since, he, yeah. since he stole, since he stole his first car since, at eleven. Yeah, in Spanish. Well, Harley. I stole yeah. my, I stole my first drunk at fifteen, but I got arrested doing it. Mm, that'll happen. Whatever. Fuck you, Mike. I waited a little bit. Story for another time. So, all right. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that, Steve. So, like we said, available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. We have the Mike Vidia episode available now. Uh, please check it out and like and subscribe so my wife gets off my back about doing the show. Uh, let's keep it moving. Next week, we have Aaron Rosenthal on the show. So I will say this. We've brought him up. We brought him up tonight. We brought him up on the Padilla episode. And we brought him up on uh, next week's or we brought him. We bring him up on next week's episode with Aaron Rosenthal is Dental Bill. So I know he's a fan of the show, listener of the show. So, Dental Bill, when you hear this, let me know, and uh, we'll have you on the show because you're turning into quite the legend, quite the legend. People want to people want to know the story of Dental Bill. But either way, Aaron Rosenthal, he's a Henzo Gracie guy. Really, really great story. He goes from growing up in a small. He grows. He he's from the same hometown as the world's best podcaster, Joe Rogan. And, you know, Joe Rogan, fan of the show, listener of the show. And, you know, he goes from growing up in that small town to, you know, like going to college in Manhattan, then to UMass and he was bartending and, you know, just a whole bunch of different things he was able to do. And then eventually moves down here. He works at a uh, like a storage facility and a bar and like just really great story. Really great, dude. Really awesome. Like really happy how this episode turned out really think everyone's going to enjoy it but yeah next week available on all podcast platforms and youtube at work inspectors podcast next tuesday so let's keep it moving so listen or die yeah yeah <laughs> i mean oh. it's it's, it's, it's simple it's pretty simple too much no too much you don't have 
you don't have to listen, but definitely like and download. Uh, like whether you listen or not is fine. I mean, we hope you listen, but if you just want to like and download, or yeah. you can die. You got a lot yeah, of hell yeah. The point yeah. is the working perspectives. Uh, Forest Street Productions gives you a lot of options. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's ice cream, baby. Ice cream. I heard that That's somebody it. said that one time That's before. It. Hey, someone mentioned it, but yeah, and I, we would like to take this opportunity now to thank all our listeners because as of now we have passed. 22,000 views across all platforms, not including social media platforms, right? Across all podcast platforms and YouTube, we passed 22,000 views. So we want to thank everybody for, you know, all the help and contribution and everything like that. And like, it's been, you know, I mean, I would, I couldn't believe we got this far, but you know, Hey, we're, we're doing what we're doing, but yeah. So thank everyone for that. Uh, so let's keep it moving. So last week on the show, uh, the 40 Fort fanatic, the 40 Fort father, the frenzied fella from 40 Fort, Vern Podcasty, he told us that he was going to Denver, Colorado, and for a bachelor party. Vern, I'm assuming. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not what I heard. I heard, I mean, you have different ears. I heard he was going to Denver to eat his weight in marijuana. Oh, you know, everybody's what? right. Everybody's I don't know. Right. Everybody think- wins. <laughs> everybody's right. New, <laughs> new America, new America. Everybody gets a trophy. But uh, doesn't Everybody sound wins. like uh, doesn't sound like an eventful <laughs> weekend, Burn. Anything going down? Anything happen? So and did right. you see Danny DeWito? No, I and I looked for Danny DeWito as well. I did not see its presence in Denver. But oh, the way things well, I'll tell you, scared. if, if Fire Brothers scared. did, if they did want to uh, sponsor us, they probably would have a shop in Denver. Just saying, Fire Bros. Uh, you know, you, I th- we gave you I a think- thousand free fucking yeah. views. Yeah, fuck you, Danny DeWito. <laughs> I think we, I, I, I think it's we, not, assume, they're not going to be a sponsor. So, yeah, I think we lie. assume that, like, like I think where you grow it and package it is kind of, I, I've never seen any weed from PA in a different state and vice versa. Oh, really? So I don't think they're quite there yet. But, you know, can, can I just put you guys on hold for one second? Yeah, I got to take a, a quick piss. Keep rolling. I'm going to bring my um, assistant in here just to handle this for a second. OK, you okay. guys. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll be right back. Yeah. Fuck you, Danny oh. DeVito. <laughs> well, if it isn't fan of the show, former hey, guest of the show, <laughs> Polotsky. Steve, this is Polotsky. This is Burns' younger brother. He's a former guest of the show, and you and him also have the same birthday. My guy. Oh, my guy. Mischief Pol- Knight. Actually, not the same birthday. He has mine some older. Okay. But right. whatever. I'm the older one. <laughs> But good birthday, Mischief Night, baby. Yeah. That's what we do. That shakes things up, man. Hell yeah. Dude, love seeing you on the show. Love having you back on. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Burn told me to uh, come on up, and I was like, you know what? This actually makes for an actual weekend popping. Popping in. (laughs) Popping in, guys. Hell yeah. I like it. Dude, you should have told me. I could throw you on the show. We could have a fourth guy here, man. You know? I'm game. I'm game any day. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to leave. Uh, I'm going to leave Burns on for this evening. But in okay. the future, you hey. know, <laughs> yeah, please do. So we want to I want to run this by you. So uh, we'll let the listeners know we do have some special treats coming up in a couple of weeks. We recorded a series of episodes that we're dubbing the we don't know what we're dubbing them, but 
It's a panel style episode, somewhat of a round table where we have members that are all like, there's these people that are all like connected by a certain thing. And then they're interviewed by two different people bouncing around questions. We did back to back shows like that. And we're in the process of recording a third in that series right and we've done it with i don't know we, we haven't really talked about this place on the show it's an area called end dub i don't know we don't really yeah. bring it up a lot steve's not really a fan but either way um <laughs> so but i would love to do another round table so we've already had the the 44 members we've had on the show are burn vodka nick gill yourself polotsky murph meyer right and I'm trying, yep. and, and Dan Gallagher, right? Yes. So I would love to do a 44 round table if if you'd be willing, sir. I yeah, no, I'm de- I'm definitely in on that. That sounds like a, a great time. <laughs> nice, nice. So how are things going with you? Everything's going well. Yeah, everything's uh, you know going well at this point. Um, little little sad that the uh, the weather has officially closed in. I I started my my backyard dojo uh for football oh i've seen i've seen the tent yeah yeah got a got a tent fire pit um but at this point it's like 31 degrees out so now it's a little bit too cold to do that worth it Uh no definitely not worth it the worst thing about the cold is when your hands and feet get cold literally would rather be dead than to be in that scenario it is literally the worst literally so nice man did you have anything going on last weekend or any fun stories you would like to share uh last weekend was uh pretty tame i was really excited about the uh the villanova game that started at uh 11 30 on friday latest villanova game going so i had to uh curtail my drinking a little bit earlier mm. on friday mm. evening marathon Just, not uh, a sprint Mm-hmm. exactly yeah. yeah that's a bummer well you know it's really that's uh that's uh i mean when you're when you're getting old like i am it's everything's a marathon there's no spring <laughs> you know You've sounds like made, it sucks yeah it's, i've already been at the finish line you know it is what it is i'm not yeah I'm not rushing to get there anytime soon but yeah nice man cool what uh was it a west coast game was that why yeah they're playing uh ucla well, those I'm, UCLA, what have they ever done in college basketball? No, nothing. Yeah, nothing. That's not, <laughs> not the best franchise of all time in college basketball. But um, nope. either way. So nice, man. So, uh, OK, let's get a little personal since we have you here. So let's just say there's this girl. Right. And um, you, you know, climb on her roof and you run across <laughs> like a fucking asshole. <laughs> And you kick a couple of shins or a couple of shingles off and you're the dad. Do you shoot him while he's on the roof or do you wait till he comes in the crib? Great question. I think, uh, I think you pop the shot when he's on the roof. Hell That's yeah. Good me. answer. I agree. Well, but That's here's the thing though. It's a change. Like, I mean, how many shots do you get? Because it is a moving target when they're yeah. in the room. They're that kind hard. of like, mm. they're kind of there, you know, legit, like, legit, get point. Them as legit coming point. through the window. That's mm. ideal. That's just legit ideal. point. Yeah, I think that, um, I that's think, the Rangers' uh, son right there breaking it hey, down tactically. Hey, right. I think if uh, I think if you're on the roof though, um, even if you miss, it's still a shot across the bow, and this guy knows. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, you get the same point across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Pulaski, real quick, what's the opposite of dusk? Would you know? Dawn. 
Oh, oh, speaking of, how are things there? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Anything going on? No, no, At no, the no, opposite no. Of dusk? no, 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 uh, no. Shoot your shot, Palatsk. I believe in you, buddy. Come on, I'm man. pretty, I'm pretty simple guy, but uh, I'll bring back in uh, why the people come on here. Hey, the, the old, 40 the... Fort fanatic himself, old Benoit yeah. Pudkasse. Well, Palatsky, we also... thank Go ahead. What do you say? Uh, well, say so we also call him Old Gray Bush. So he's he's in the house this evening. <laughs> well, Pulaski, before you go, I would like to thank you so much for blessing us with your presence. This was a real, real treat. Super excited you can jump on. And I can't wait to have you back on because you'll be popping in again, I hope. That, that's right. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. I love the show. And uh, oh. yeah, uh, hopefully we'll be back soon. Hey, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Talk to you later, man. Well, wasn't so any, that so just anyway, a so, sweet treat, you, you so anyway, scoundrel, you? Denver. So Denver right. is fucking <laughs> rad, dude. Denver kind of <laughs> rules, right? So I go to this bachelor party, and it's like, you know, I, I when I moved to York, right, I'm like 37. I have a baby. I'm not working for the first year. And then eventually I go work at a bar. I meet a bunch of dudes. I have some friends. But I'm, I'll be 40 in March. A lot of these guys are like in their 30s. So anyway, this dude, yeah. Chris. His bachelor party, good dude. He was a bouncer and a bartender. No one took less shit and no one was happier to smile at someone and be like, you're fucking gone, dude. And you're never coming back. I just loved the way he handled it. Yeah, He's probably like my best buddy in New York. So he was uh, was, uh, was a a mechanic in the Air Force. He's a helicopter mechanic. Okay. And so uh, I told, I said before, like, you know, I agreed to go to this bachelor party because he was like, yeah, we're going to, and then we're going to go see the Broncos Eagles game. I'm like, oh, nice. Philly, it's an hour and a half away. I didn't read the email, you know, it's in Denver. Anyway, I go out there and there's like, ele- there's like 11 of us, right? And yeah. like five of the dudes he served with, and they were all like in their early 30s. Yeah. And then there's like a couple of dudes he knows from home. I have one buddy, Craig, from work. And, so it's, it's, it's a nice mix, right? So we, we get there. Everybody's there finally, like, Friday night, and we're going to walk. We're going to go to, like, a nice, like, steakhouse, you know, have a nice dinner, right? We're going to walk. Yeah. With and, uh, a bunch of hoos! Well, that was, I mean, you I know. can't, I can or cannot. <laughs> but uh, so, so we're walking there, right? And there's this dude, Felix, right? And Felix is kind of, he's a beefy dude. He's got a sweet mullet. And we're walking uh-huh. to the yeah. ste- steakhouse. He's from Austin. Uh, a lot Hell of these guys yeah. are from Austin. A couple of these dudes were from Denver. Two dudes from Alabama. Like it was, a, it was a cool crew. Like everybody was pretty cool. Yeah. And so we're walking there, and he sees this scooter, and he's like, "I'm gonna take the scooter, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah, man, get that scooter." And I'm walking. Get that I'm like, scooter. Oh. No one like, says oh. don't get the scooter. No, right? Yeah. They're all yeah. So get I'll, the it's fucking. A, it's scooter. an electric scooter. It's an electric scooter, right? Hell so yeah. I, at this Love moment, it. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. So we're like, we like put on some nice pants and we're going to like a nice steakhouse, but like we're stealing scooters on the way. I'm Hell not, yeah. I don't know. I just met these. I just got in at five o'clock, right? I don't know. I like how yet. this is starting. Yeah. I like yeah. the start to this. I really like that. Yeah. Played uh-huh. like two, two games of beer pong. You know, oh. uh, the nice thing was the house. We got an Airbnb, right? It was 420 friendly. We walk Always in there. The open, open one of the cabinets in the kitchen, like six bongs, four pipes, yeah. steamrollers. Like they had all that shit there. So we're walking there and Felix is like, I'm taking the scooter. And I'm like, all right, well, everyone seems to be pretty cool with Felix stealing the scooter. So I'm not going to rain on the parade. You know, I guess nope. we're just going to keep it going. Then he's zipping around on the scooter and he's kind of like <laughs> patrolling like the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Felix is the man patrolling the perimeter. <laughs> and, but that is, 
the place is like a mile away. And as we're walking, I'm noticing there's a lot of scooters around. Ugh. It took me about 25 minutes to realize that Felix didn't steal someone's scooter. Denver just has this thing. It's through Lyft and it's through another company called Lime, who are both huge fans of the show. That's the only reason I, I shout them out. Fan of the show, listener of the show. These fucking scooters just live all over the city and you find one and you put it on your phone and you zip into it. And now you have a scooter to go where you want. So we first can't of all, we someone these. steal it, though. No, it can't be. I mean, it can't be stolen. Well, and here's saying, the fun- like, could it be stolen in your possession and then you have to pay or do you have to like start it with your phone every time? It's your phone. You get the app and you start it. It's 17 bucks for a whole day or it's like you know, a buck 75 for a mile. And so then once I realized this now, by the way, we got it up to, uh, we didn't have a great speedometer. We had one, one guy had one on his phone that said between 14 and 16 miles an hour. Love it. Oh, it goes oh, I. right. Oh, I. So, so this whole city is just like littered with fucking scooters and you're walking home from the bar and you're like, you know, what? fuck it. I want a scooter. And you hop on one and you're all drunk and you drive opposite the way of traffic and you zip <laughs> around. And so at one point there were 11 dudes in this house on Saturday night, there were 10 scooters parked in front of the place. Oh, right. Cause people are just scooting everywhere. But the funny thing is there's no like charging station. There's no like return station. You just look in the app and you're like, oh, there's scooters nearby. Let me see if it has any battery. And then someone just jumps on and takes it. So we'd have 10 scooters there at night, wake up at nine in the morning. There'd be four left. Hell yeah. Well, and wait. That's how, so wait, yeah. anyone yep. can take it at any time. And anyone you have, nope. So you're and essentially you, renting every scooter when you do yep. it. So you have access to every scooter. If, if you have the day pass and you go to a bar and you walk out and your scooter's gone, you look you at the app and it one. tells you there's a couple other scooters and you just go, you just go clock it in and jump on it and zip home it was the most civilized thing i will tell you what there were a bunch of dudes who were super hurt bad on this trip but we did so much more shit because we were like fuck it we'll just scooter home like there were these two dudes who took a scooter all the way to mile high stadium it's like 21 miles (laughs) and they just scooted the whole way and then when their scooter would run out when their scooter would well, when you get on it, you can see how the, the battery charges, right? Like a, yeah. like a, you know, it's like five lights. So, you know, you know, if you're trying to make a move, you want right. to find a, a you got to have five lights. Yeah. Now they, they also have bikes um, Ooh. that are like half mechanical and they go way fast. I think, they, I think we clocked them at 19 because we were on a one way street. So then at a yeah. certain point at night, we were like, well, let's just drag race these things down sure. the one way street. Cause we can, see ah, what, we can see what's That's coming. a must. Yeah. That's a must. So let's and so which one's faster, the lime or the lift? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. let's do two limes and just see if mm-hmm. maybe we got a bum one here. I will tell you, dude. Uh, I would go back to Denver in a fucking second. It yeah. was, it was like it's it was a cool little um like the downtown looked big, but it was it was like the size of old city. And then after mm. that, everything is just kind of like neighborhoods and like not some of them are kind of shitty, but most of them aren't. Yeah. And like, was the B and B nice? Uh, dude, it was fucking, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, they had a room with three bunk beds. So there was like 11 dudes there and they like, it was set up for like, yeah, come out here, have a bunch of dudes crash. Here's all the paraphernalia and the whatever. I mean, this one dude bought an ounce of weed that was like 29% THC for 90. Uh, it's a true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Anything, okay. anything over 20 is really good. Is, is really good. This shit is and like once stupid. You 30, 30 gets real wild. Yeah. Yeah. 30 stupid, gets wild. Right? 
stupid. This guy was like, and this guy was from Texas. And he was like, this was $95. He's like, this would cost me $350 in Texas. No questions asked. And I'd be happy to pay it. Cause I'd be like, well, it's, it's incredible shit. An ounce, an ounce in Pennsylvania would be like $400. It's about $90 a quarter at a, or to a hundred dollars a quarter at a dispensary. Right. Maybe what? a little. Br- mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. It's always what? Maddie. It's always been $90 a quarter. Uh, well, no, I'm yeah, like, you, pay for, like- you pay for what you get nowadays when they let the nerds in and they, they went, Oh, Oh, you guys want to see how you can really grow this shit. Get your little nerdy ass fucking. Hoodlum yeah, take your kind bud and get yeah, the out, fuck of your, out of here. Out of your closet with a fucking heat lamp and get the fuck out of here. Let <laughs> me do what I gotta do. Nice. So, gentlemen, I did eat eighty-five grams of marijuana on Saturday on Sunday, but it was over the course of like ten hours, and I got these mm-hmm. little. Remember that? What was that cereal with little chocolate chip cookies? Was it Cookie Crisp? Oh, cookie was that crisp. the cookie, uh, cookie crisp. crisp? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got this. Got a Cookie 15... Crisp fan of the show. Listen to the show. Yeah, it was fifteen dollars. Right. It was like this this caramel bar with like Ooh. ten little Cookie Crisp cookies in it, and so you could like break them off and when you wanted to, and it, it was a hundred milligrams of marijuana for fucking fifteen dollars, and they were delicious, and I just ate one every like. 95 minutes for a whole day and had the most pleasant experience so, of my whole life. So I'm, I'm not in, like, I haven't gotten into the, like the, the medical edible well, here, game, whatever. Well, here, well, right? here's, the, here's the thing, here's the thing, right? In Pennsylvania, edibles are just pills, right? You can get a okay. pill. That there is no edibles. Yeah. Yeah. It there's no, there's no, like, there's no, like, there's no such, it's right. such bullshit. Such yeah. bullshit, will, you corny ass fucking state PA. I will say the corny. The one good thing about it is that I, I bought one once. I bought like a, a pack of like 10 pills. I'm like my yeah. 10 pill like indicas, like 10, 10 grams a piece. I got home. I opened it up. I poured it out. There were 11. And I was like, thank God they made stoners pharmacists, man. Like I, yeah. like I just got an extra pill out of this. But they were like, hey, do you want some cookie? You know, you want some granola bars that'll get you fucking high for a week? Do you want some? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just I so civilized. Yeah, I, yeah, I want all of it. I want, mm-hmm. I want all of it. So, so I brought, so I brought wh- a pack of cookies and a pack of gummies home, and no one, you know, no one, no one gave a shit. And then all the other guys were going to ship their shit because they were like, "You're like, no, hold we're going on, to FedEx. hold on." I know a guy that just put it on his carry on, and they yeah. didn't give a single fuck. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then there were these dudes from Texas who were like. No, we're getting three ounces and we're sending it home. And even yeah, if it doesn't, yeah. like if it if it doesn't get there, I'm out two hundred bucks. But if it does get there, I'm up nine hundred bucks. So allegedly, what, allegedly, what, you know, what, roll uh, the dice. So, like uh, Joey Diaz will talk about like the stars of death. They're five hundred. So okay, so that star that he used it's to talk about, Diaz. Same. It's a, so yeah, it's same. a five hundred milligram edible. So it's the strongest edible you can buy, basically. Right. So Burn has a bar that's a hundred. Right, hundred ten, like ten little cookies that are each worth ten. And so ten will like, and would you eat the whole cookie or just like a, a piece of the cookie? Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, let's have a cookie and a half, and that's like fifty milligrams. And then okay. like an hour and a half later, you're like, you know what? Give me another cookie. But, but the okay. whole thing is the whole thing is a hundred milligrams, and I didn't even get through it in a day when I was trying to eat the most weed I possibly could. I got to like seventy five milligrams. And was high for 14 hours delightfully. So 500 is insane. Like it would, but it Joey would, Diaz, like but it, only Joey but he's, Diaz. He's taken two of them, isn't he? Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I beat, I beat one 500 milligram before and 
I I lasted I lasted all of 35 minutes before I had to take a nap. And when I took a nap, I woke up 12 hours later. I was going to say, yeah. And it was the best sleep of my life. I woke up like Rip, like Rip Van Winkle. I looked around, felt like I was in a different century. Where the fuck am I? It was fantastic. You might like so if he's whacking them down, he's like he's just I don't know how he can stay uh, alive, alive. Oh, yeah. He's tripping balls. So, okay. And let, and, and let me just wrap up one thing with the scooters, yeah. right? They're electric. So there's no power stations. What happens is it's run by the community. So if you want to take one of these scooters and drag it into your backyard and plug it in, then for every 10 minutes you have it plugged in, you get 10 minutes worth of free ride on the scooter. So, like, people will just pick them up and go charge them. And so, like, there's no... What was crazy, like, we know, like, the, the bikes in Philadelphia and stuff. Like, Wait, how do you, you just a normal Stas. cord that charges them? Yeah, you just have a fucking okay. plug in them. Okay. Would you of... imagine them letting people in Philadelphia Not to these chance. things? So here, so here was I would, be, I, would be, I would be ghost, because I'm an asshole, we know this. I would be ghost riding it off the fucking Gerard Point Bridge at Please. 15 miles an hour. So that every right crackhead would be having them plugged into the subway outlets, <laughs> right? With a cord that they stole and being like, oh, you want this so, scooter? Five bucks, right? Like, that's wait, so this is, so, wait, so uh, this is the story I'm trying to tell these guys. Can't right? have so nothing like, nice. Everyone's loving all these scooters. And then it's like Saturday night. And I'm like, you guys ever hear about Hitchbot? Yeah. Got no, right across the country, was, no problem. And uh, it got so Hitch, stomped out. Hitch, Hitchbot was a robot that was created to travel By to MIT, hitchhike I around think, the world. Some, some really yeah. good school. MIT or Stanford or some, some yeah, like yeah. super brainy computer yep. school. Yep. To travel across the globe and rely on people to pick it up and take it places, right? It traveled all the way across Canada in 26 days. Then it went to Germany. It got all through Germany in like seven days. Then they decided they were going to do an American tour. So we're going to start in Boston and try to get to Los Angeles. It was found two weeks later in Philadelphia, decapitated with its arms ripped off. It is. You don't remember this, Matt? It looked, it looked like Oscar the Grouch. It was like a little trash can looking. Thing. Yeah. It looked, it looked, like, it looked like, like a J5. It was like a J5. It's the biggest. It's the biggest joke on earth that even, even the robot that went all over the world couldn't make it out of Philly. The second he got yeah. here, he got fucking stomped out. Went uh. through like the Yukon. All of Canada yeah. <laughs> in 26 days and then a European tour and they launched it from Massachusetts and then found it two weeks later decapitated with its arms ripped off in Philadelphia. And I was like, I mean, so the time we're out it, there, people are like, these scooters are awesome. I'm like, yeah, they can't be like, everywhere, though. No. Like, they can't be everywhere. In like, in like Kensington, too, in like Dude, an alley. They found it like the hood. <laughs> Dude, bro. They like the first thing they're doing is stripping it and selling it for parts. Yeah. Copper yeah, whatever. Yeah. Dude, the first time if like if you're the first like fucking dipper that finds out about that, you're stealing it and you're selling it to whoever. I'm taking kid. that right to the scrap metal yeah. Yeah. yard and being like, how much for uh the thing? Yeah. This or thing. Or you're taking it to the corner and be like, yo, I'll turn you a scooter for a fucking let me go. You know. Seven, seven Newports. But <laughs> yeah. so the, the funny thing is, is <laughs> seven Lucy's. Yes, I was going to say, give me seven yeah. Lucy's. Yeah, they don't all have to be Newports. Some of them can be Winston's. Seven Lucy's. Call back. Call back. Call to back Winston's. Winston's last year. Um, last, yeah, they're not making any like, new Winston's. A couple of these guys were like, fuck it. We're taking this thing. We got the $17 day pass. We're taking this thing the 21 miles to Mile High Stadium. We'll just leave a couple hours earlier and see what happens. And he's like, we got there. And he's like, there was a pile of these things. 
like four <laughs> feet high. Like, yeah. Who knows which ones are charged and which ones aren't, but you come out of there and you're like, all right, let me see. This one's got one left. Uh, how far away do I live? Oh, that one's got three on it. I'll give it a whirl and, and then hope when I get back closer to civilization, you know, I can trade it out for one that's got a little more juice. So but the whole city runs on the scooters. On these fucking scooters. It's, it's insane, man. And so we go to this, we go to this steakhouse, right? And it's like 915 is our reservation, like mountain time. So it's legit midnight. Everyone's wait, been wait, traveling all day. Shanahan's or uh, uh, it was Shanahan's and Elway's. We went to the the, the other one. The, oh, okay. The, the, the real bougie one. What was it called? Uh, but then, remember? Uh, Bard and the Bard and the Butcher. I don't know. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Whatever. But all of a sudden we get out of there and it's like, all right, well, now it's 1.15. Everyone's filled with meat. Oh, Time best. to scooter home on the opposite direction on a wrong way street for a mile and a half and just hope that and it, it was, I mean, it was, it reminded me of like when I would walk out at, when I get, get home at night and see like 11 scooters parked. It's like when you, when you'd have to do something stupid, like you had a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment as a kid, and you're like, fuck, well, I don't know where my friends are now. Now it's 1130 in the summer. Like they've been out for an hour. So you just drive around to all your friends' houses. And then once you see that pile of bikes on the front yard, yeah. you're like, all right, nice. All right, nice. We're playing video there games at Jimmy's house. There's everybody. There's, and I was yeah. like, you, you get home and you're like, oh, look at it. Look at that. You know this is where the fun's happening because there's yeah. eight scooters parked out front. Yeah. But yeah, Denver was awesome. The scooter culture was awesome. I totally understand why it will never work on the East Coast or in any <laughs> East Coast city. Bro. But all I, I will can think say, about is it, getting drunk and holding it by the handlebars and doing like the the um, the Zangief from yeah. Street Fighter yeah. and just and swing like, that joint around and then let it go and see how far and like, it'll go. Four, yeah. Fourteen miles an hour is not a ton, but it's a ton when you hold the throttle in and then kick it up. You yeah. know what yeah, I mean? Hell like yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's enough to do something. I so then we started looking it up. I was only able to find one. I just looked up YouTube. I was like Denver scooter fights. I was only able to find <laughs> one. But I wasn't able to find one where someone used the scooter as a weapon. So, which mm. which would be the first thing? But dude, they got like, like lights on them and stuff. Yeah, they got lights. Like... They have bells. They have a little bicycle bell. <laughs> They're fucking dude, hilarious. Wouldn't dude? Can wouldn't I throw a broad last... on one of these? Can, I skip a li- bit? can two people I mean, fit? Yeah, can well, I skip a? Can I scoop two... a hua? <laughs> I mean, he's gonna depend on. How, it's gonna depend on how her her ratio is and how good. You what are. if There's she's a, a rhino? Yeah. What if wanna... it happens to be a you're rhino? You're not plucking the you're rhinos need, with. You're the need one of the bikes for that. You need one of the. You're gonna need one of the bikes for that. You're gonna need one of the wheelbarrows for that one. Yeah, like every but, uh, you walk into a bar, there's like twenty scooters. And you're like, hey, fucking. Dude, it was oh, awesome. So it was cool. Every, everybody knows like scooting's the game everybody and no, so i have a cousin so who lives out I there and go- i was like how much do you guys hate that like is it was it super touristy for us to just be out there and just zipping on the scooters like because if i lived in that city i'd be like i got all these fucking assholes coming in for a weekend to see yeah. a football game just zipping on scooters the wrong way down the street at 16 miles an hour and he was like uh i mean it's a little annoying but not i mean no it's kind of fine it's like any it's other big shot city. Well, i wonder what down a street like that Exa- oh, yeah exactly dude Dude, I wonder. I would love to see like what their drunk driving ratio is pre scooters, post scooters, because no, it I, had to have dropped in like incredibly. Now I you did are, have to inform. You're giving two guys. way too much credit to people, Matt. No way it changed that dramatically. You don't think so? No, because well, people are assholes. I'm an asshole. Too many people are assholes. Yeah, but maybe. you can still get a DUI on a scooter, which I had anything with a motor. It was, like with Sunday morning. it was like oh, Sunday morning. It was like Sunday morning. Yeah, no, don't get a DUI on that. And the dudes were like, what are you talking about? Like, you guys have been scooting for days. You didn't realize that, like, you're on the public roads on a thing yep. with a motor. If you're blowing through a stop sign and some cop wants to be like, 
Well, that guy seems yeah. like, yeah. you know, I, I'm like, I don't know the exact rules of Colorado, but pretty yeah. sure if you're on the road on a motorized vehicle, like they can you. implies. Yes. Dude, yeah. there, I will like that. Th- that would be a good like Reno 911 style show in Colorado because it's 90 percent guys just like tourists just dip the hell out on shit yeah. too many bites of the megastar well, that's what i mean there's and there's so many there's legal weed everywhere like it's 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 gotta be a it's gotta be a public nuisance we, but i think there was only <laughs> we looked it up there's only 41 scooter deaths this year in uh in in colorado oh. which how many and you're and you're saying there's thousands of these scooters that gotta be thousands of them at, wow. at use at all times it was it was cool yeah. but i understand why it will never work uh, on the east coast for not, not a close. single second dude it wouldn't work in new york it wouldn't work in boston it wouldn't work in baltimore it wouldn't philly work in dc the, yeah. it's not gonna not happen. a chance maybe like charlotte it worked down like, south it worked oh, yeah. it would work yeah. down yeah. south charlotte, for sure. charlotte atlanta, atlanta. Yep. yeah yep. but not yeah. in that northeast not in that mid-atlantic baby it's not gonna no, not a it's chance. not gonna happen it'd be great in tallahassee so either way Let's keep it moving. So uh, before we get out of here, this this is something we want to talk about. So fan of the show, listener of the show, Gabriel Rosado. We're big fans of this guy on the show, and everyone else should be too. He's a true blood and guts warrior, just a great, great fighter, super cool, good dude. He had a fight this weekend, the past weekend, against Jaime Mangia. And I'll tell you, great fight, great fight. Really, a, really a war, really a dog, dog to dog, like, you know, really a dog fight. Like, I'll tell you, you know, Rosado is he is game and he is he can fucking go. And he is the gatekeeper of that division. If you want to contend, you have to get through Rosado. And dude, and like his record is just, it sucks that like he has. But there's losses that he shouldn't have. Like he mm-hmm. beat Danny Jacobs and everybody mm-hmm. fucking knows. sure did. You know, and that's why he gets these mega fights, and that's why he's the gatekeeper. But I'll tell you, Jaime Mangia, bro, watch the hell out. The dude can go. I would love so the dude Rosado knocked out, not you know, the with, with the knockout of the year, right? The dude he was all throwing body punches, that like Russian dude, right? I would love to see him and Mangia go at it just because it's like power on power. A lot of heavy hitting isn't going to last, you know, it'd be like a Kirkland kind of, uh, you know, Kirkland Pero kind of, you know, kind of game, but it was uh, like this fight. I'll tell you, Rosado fought a great fight, but it's just, I mean, like age, it catches up with you. The motherfucker. It's a motherfucker, but like, there's no way, like at no point was like Rosado not competitive was he not in it? And it was a really, really good fight. Like, just like, it's what you want to see. And it's another thing, too. And I love that they do this. And this is like an unsung rivalry in all of sports. Puerto Mex- Rico Well, yes. They hate each other. <laughs> Puerto Rico versus Mexico in boxing. Yes. They get the fuck up for that. Like, oh, yes. that is a massive rivalry. And you have to look oh, at this. Wait, wait, so you're telling me that Steve's love for both Puerto Rico and Mexico is not enough to unite them? Because I <laughs> the, feel like the females, here. possibly. <laughs> not the, the dude. First, the first president of both Mexico and Puerto Rico, Steve Cabot. The South Mexico, Steve yeah. Cabot, yeah, the president Puerto, of Mexico. Yeah. He's a Puerto Cannon. That's what he is. Hell uh, yeah. 
So no, he's uh so Puerto but, Rico, Mexico, great storied rivalry. And they really and like, dude, and it was another just great fight and another, you know, another just it was awesome. awesome. And another another uh another thing with the 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 uh the culture of the fight game, uh I always tell people all the time, there's no other race I would ever or culture, race, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I would least want to fight of any of the fighters in boxing, it's Mexicans. These motherfuckers will, you will never, ever, ever until he's dead on the ground, get that guy to stop coming. They just don't. I mean, this kid, again, he has, what was he? uh, I think he has 37 wins already. He's only 25, 30 knockouts. The kids, I mean, he's, he's he's fought a couple cab drivers, but yes, of course, of course. uh, That's how boxing goes. Uh, But for him to uh, like, obviously Rosado is the biggest name he's ever fought and uh, with the best resume. But his thing was for so my thing I was getting annoyed with was for a person who doesn't understand boxing and like high hands defense and things like that, yeah. the way Gabe, you know, carries himself. Every time he went to keep his hands up, like in high, uh, Jaime would throw four or five hand combos. So it looked like he was punishing Gabe. Right. When he really wasn't, you know, it was a great right. day. Gabe yes. knows the defense game board name. It's a Philly thing. That's like yeah. what we do. Our days. Yeah. So like, you know. But it like looks for, worse he, than it actually it looked, is. Absolutely. Like, people were yeah. like, oh, my God, he's getting hit. And then Gabe will come back and fire back. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's firing back. Well, he was he has great defense. He wasn't really getting hit. It, 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 I'll tell you, it does play mind games when you're in there. Because there's times where, like, you're catching, right? And, like, you, you, like, you, the guy's throwing at you. And then you hear, like, a, oh. And I was like, was that supposed to, like. That's yeah, he didn't get like, it. Oh, so was that me? Like, the other, thing, yeah, the other like, thing that pissed me off. This part pissed me off too. How about that fucking Scafozo referee dude. that stepped in at a point talking about knock that shit up, oh, shut the fuck so up, and be fucking, be yeah. less involved. Be less yeah. involved. Your job yeah. is to make sure they're safe. I don't the, need yeah. your fucking feelings involved. Get this the fuck out. About, yeah, this isn't about you, dude. Don't try and steal their show. Like they are fucking putting on clown. They fuck are putting, that. Fuck yeah. that ref. He, dude, he, they Absolute were putting, clown. they were, both of them were putting everything out there and they were giving yep. you a fuck, like everybody. And so, fir- so first thing, crowd was red hot, oh, red yeah. fucking hot. Right? What do you expect with Mexicans in Puerto Rico? True, yeah. very true. Yeah. And they, and they Hell sold yeah. the fight well and they, they like, love fighting. they promote and like, but they promoted it on social media well. Like mm-hmm. it was really, really well done. But red hot crowd. And it was, let's not forget, it was a big fucking, Big, momentous big thing yeah. if this kid if this kid gets through gabe he's the most legit and he didn't just pass the test he passed pretty well he did he do good. Well. that kid he did got, really he gained well. a fan in me he gained a fan in me oh i no, i i think everyone that watched it wants to see jaime Mangia fight again i do i, I yep. agree i want to see him get the big names but you're you're absolutely right that ref trying to steal their thunder when these two fucking, fucking guys are clown everything out there and putting a show and giving everyone their money's worth right Awful. It was, it is, it's, it's almost like he's disrespecting the fighters at that point. And he and did it, it at a point right after they were in like a, they were in a heated exchange. Yeah. And you can see Gabe looking at him like, he doesn't dude, know what planet off. he's on. He was just getting, yeah, dude, I don't even know what you're saying. Get out of my fucking face. I hear the yeah. bell, the crowd screaming. Yeah. Where there's, there's 30,000 people roaring me and this guy are punching each other in the face. Yeah. The fuck out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. You just ruined Idiot. what would probably be one of the best clips of the fight. <laughs> right. You fucking clown. Yeah. Like, if and also, like, I don't, if he just you know, didn't separate it, different story. Right. right. Like, if he's right. separating it, I have no problem with that. Duh, duh, you have to do that. But him, yes. like, trying to reprimand Rosado was terrible. Absolute bullshit. A guy who's been in the for, game forever. Yeah. Like, he doesn't fucking know the rules. And that's, and that was only for the ref. The ref for did the that for himself. Faggot. Yeah. But yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. It wasn't for anybody else. I completely agree. That was, it was very, yeah. 
It's, I mean, just another fucking dick boxing. sucker. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that uh, uh, to some people. Dick sucker. Right. So, well, also, like, I don't, I, I don't have nearly the fight experience <laughs> that you guys have, but like, you know, when you're in one, right? Like, you oh, know, yeah. when you have that, like, 15, 20, 30, 40 seconds when you're like, okay, man, here's where, like, now we're going. Like, yeah. now it's, now it's on. To, to interrupt either fighter in that is just, it, you're stealing from the audience, man. Like, once those guys hit that level of, yeah. like, you know what? Now we're now we're both like okay we're both here let's get it done Dude. get the fuck away man walk walk to the other side of the <laughs> ring like don't unless someone throws a shot in the ball in the balls like don't in, don't interact man yeah per- let perfect, them do it perfect example of this Gotti Ward one round nine right Gotti Ward one round nine and in so the documentary right in the documentary Gotti Ward one round nine one of the best rounds in the history of the sport of boxing right. There's like Jim Lampley is on this. He's in the commentary screaming, saying, God, he's out on his feet. Frank Cappuccino needs to stop the fight. Frank needs to stop the fight. God, he is out on his feet. Right. And Frank Cappuccino, one of the best reps of all time. He's he in the commentary. He's like, there was no fucking way of stopping that. If I would have stopped that fight, they would have fucking killed me. They would have both you fucking know, killed me. They you, know, you, know, me. you know why? You know why he's a great rep? You know why he's a great rep? Same. Yeah. Let's fight. Nobody's ever fucking heard of him. That's no, why. They Don't let him, be seen. He lets him fight. Yeah. No one needs you involved in the fucking Dude, fight. Him, Mills him, Lane. All him right. And, him and Steve Smoger. Right. Like. The get the Kenny Baylises of the fucking world. There's what bad for the sport with their Clowns. awful stoppages, right? Now, listen, if if you if you know the name of a baseball umpire or a basketball ref or a football ref, it means they're probably fucking up, yeah. right? Or or getting caught betting. Yeah, or they're Jack <laughs> on Donaghy, like Ed uh, oh, yeah. well, or you've you're seen Jack his- and your son isn't. Yeah. You you understand that hockey? You've seen Hockey League Junior out there, right? Yeah, uh-huh. not Jack. Not Jack. Oh, it's a little Hockley's, sad. Am I, Hockley's do I retired. Do I feel a little I bad do. when I look at him? Because I think I in his head he's probably like first, first down. And his dad is like, like he's first not down. <laughs> and, and and you know, probably like if he took his shirt off, he'd probably look fine. He just doesn't have those Hockley biceps. Yeah, you that meat, that meat from Yo, the shoulders Hockley down. He just doesn't changed, have it. Yeah, dude. Hockley legit got in that like, Schmidty t-shirt. No, he Ugh. he legit became the number one ref in the NFL in the NFL because of the mm-hmm. biceps. Yeah, he's cake, baby. Oh yeah. So, but yeah. So either way, Gotti Ward round. If you haven't seen Gotti Ward one round nine, so when he's yelling, you know he's out on his feet. Stop the fight, Gotti's out on his feet. Stop the fight. Gotti would then rally back at the end of that round dude and like my one of my favorite parts of that is emmanuel stewart is also the commentator and he's yelling i'm like now back to the body like like he's like in the corner you know what i mean oh it's the best they they uh, they were god they were welterweights no yeah i was gonna say they're welterweights no 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 gabriel oh 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 Oh. they i think they were they were super middleweights i think so they're 68 they might that, be 60. They might be because I think they're 60. He's because too, is he too small? He too small for Canelo? I want to well, see the Mexican a, kid go all Mexico. We go Guadalajara versus yeah. wherever the fuck he's from. Yeah, the, Let's sign the, me up. Yeah, dude. No, the, ca- the, the, up, the fight whatever. for Mexico. Dude, I'll tell you, give Jaime a couple years, right? Give him he's a couple a legit contender. guys. Get him Danny Jacobs. Give him, you yep. know, like, give him all these higher guys. Throw him the triple G. Let him, let him do his thing. And then when Triple after he's 
dude. I mean, Triple G's forty. He's forty. So Maddie, the kid. He's Maddie, was was there a person you He's liked moment. more in the world than Triple G when you were like twenty nine years old? Oh, bro, there's he no way. Do you There's know how many no times that I've watched the uh, Triple G Matthew Macklin body shot. Yeah, I know because we used to talk about it at work. But like, there was no when Matt was 29 years old, six seven years ago. There was no one in the world he he liked more than Triple G. Just as Love a human, him. Love loved him, loved him. He and they robbed the poor guy. Jordan. He beat Canelo. He beat yeah. Canelo in that first. I fight. think so too. For I think fuck so out too. Of my face. Fuck sure. out of my face. So the crazy thing is with Triple G. Right. This if you haven't seen this clip, it's him versus Matthew Macklin and Matthew Macklin, world champion, great fighter. One of the top. Mm -hmm. He was top world champion. All you got to say, world fucking champion, top five in his weight class at the time. And he's fighting Golovkin. Golovkin lands a body shot. You you see it land on the left side and then you see the the power of it reverberate out of his body on the right side right and the guy just is he's done after that but like i've watched that so many times being like that's unreal power that he shifted a whole rib cage you know like organs organs move organs move like dude that guy he oh i I mean like yeah And, and like i've always triple g's bounce is great and i've always really liked this technique and the way he fights i'm really a big fan of him but okay, I was, I, yeah. I, I was so like the last. This, I was like this punching style. He reminded me of like Chase Utley. Everything was real short. Like everything was real short, but super controlled with the he, hands. Like he didn't he, need. He, he lets it go late moment. because he turns. Yeah, right. But he did. He didn't. He didn't need much momentum or much runway to deliver power, which is, yeah. I think, you know, what you're going he, for. He probably. snaps everything over. He turns everything over. He's got incredible balance. What What were you gonna say, Steve? Since 2000, there's only been six guys from Philadelphia. That have won world titles, mm-hmm. right? At, at any world title. So I don't give a fuck if it's uh, the WBC, the WBA, the IBF, the whatever, yeah, you know, right. whatever. Alphabet soup. So yeah. obviously the two big ones are B Hop, who won a shitload of belts, Danny Garcia, who won a you know mm-hmm. a decent amount of belts. Yeah. Then you got Cunningham. Cunningham won one yeah. in 07, 08, right? Yeah. He won it's Maddie's IBF. boy. Tevin, Tevin Farmer, little stud, which he always his big thing was never too late. Tevin yeah. Farmer was like eight and four in the beginning of his pro career, then reeled off a bunch and became a world champ, but a little guy, right? Yeah. Julian Williams, yeah. not a big guy about, you know, like 140. He won one in, he won the WBA IBF in 2019. Tony. Johnson. And then you got Stephen Fulton, who's the current champ for yeah. WBO. He's a small guy, but literally big guys, the, besides like B hop and maybe uh, Danny's not big, but B hop and Cunningham. But Danny, been like Danny was pretty champ. big at one time. He was pretty Dave, big. He was, Who? but he, Danny Garcia. He was. He yeah, had. Danny a big, got up to one fifty four. He fights at fifty four. Oh, oh, you're saying like big, like heavy. Okay, I thought I mean like, like size. Popularity. No, no, like big yeah. guys. In the sport. Yeah. Okay. So really haven't had one since like basically since two thousand. The only one's been Cunningham. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say how big. And, a little bit and, Tony, and and Tony Thompson. Not like, a world champ. He, oh, you're right. He's not a world champ. You're right. Not a world champ. He fought Klitschko, but he, yeah, he wasn't a yeah, world yeah. champ. You're right. How, how big? How big is? Yeah. How big is Cunningham? Because we met Cunningham when I came so here. He was, he, he, yeah, he was. A, he's a big dude. Cunningham is probably arguably one of the best cruiserweights of all time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But then he. But there was one but there, heavy. But there was yeah. no money at cruiserweight. There was just None. like he was fighting guy. He, there was, he was no, fighting there was the no Tomas and Domax. or whatever. Yeah, he was fighting the Tomas and Domax. He was fighting the John. Mark, whatever the French fucking guy's name was. Yeah, but there's like, no money. It wasn't money. No. So he moved up to heavyweight. He fu- dude, Fury says it to this day. Hardest person. The hardest that's person that's ever hit him. 
Yeah. Alpha really? Alpha Stab's a little yeah, guy. Steve, you oh, I didn't realize that. Hardest Von person that's said ever. That he, he was the hardest guy to ever hit him, and he said, yeah. this guy from Philly, Steve Cunningham. How fucking nuts is yeah. that? Dude, and Steve Cunningham, like, I mean, it, if you want to watch it, it's a very controversial knockout that Tyson Fury wins by because he shivered him with a – he was he was hitting him with the forearm. He never he never landed a yeah. punch. It was very – it was very much – It's a, a fight. It was a – it, it was, was a – It's was, a fight. It was a it was, fight in England. And it was that, very it's very Fury esque to win a fight like that in England and just like ah Yeah, it was young Fury. Stomp on too. his knobs. And you're like, young What? Oh, we don't even know what that means. Yeah. But yeah, so no, yeah. Um, yeah, there ha- I mean, so okay, so there hasn't been a world champion for a long time. What a bigger so, guy. Yeah. Okay. So why uh, why are we bringing this up, Steve? I was bringing it up and talk just talking because I I was kind of it makes me sad that Gabe was never you know, he's never a world champ, no. but like the the guy has, has been in the ring and beat guys. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It makes me he's, sad. He's world-class for sure. Oh yeah. For world sure. class. And he's, he's never, so it's never broke for him. Right. But he's also never think got the of right like, think of what the weight class he's had to like, he's had to live in with triple G's there. Canelo's, Canelo's there. Right. Like Earl Spe- or, uh, or, uh, you know, Danny Jacobs was there. Right. Like all of these guys are there. And he's just like, he's had the content, like, dude, he's been in the game a long time. And the fact that he's still in it and still going and like still compete, competing at the highest level and knocking guys out and having the knockout of the year says a lot. Like he is legit, 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 a legit fighter. Gamer, lifer, you know, dude, he's got the best saying in the history of boxing. It's the best saying ever. Is that if you don't fucking love it, don't fucking do it. Enough said. So okay, yep. amen. So we're coming to the top of time. Uh, this was another just killer, great show. I think. I mean, you know, I mean, our numbers speak for themselves. How you doing? So yeah, you're coming to the top of time. Before we roll out of here, the forty fort father, the forty fort fanatic, forty fort's favorite son, Burn Podcasty. Anything you'd like to say to the legions of the forty fort faithful? No, you know, it's just nice to be back. I'm actually in 44 right now. Hence oh. the, uh, the Pulaski pop in. Oh, um, oh, nice. and so I'm back home and, uh, you know, just for a day or two, just handling some business. Cool. Uh, nice to be here. Uh, have a, have a, have a lovely Thanksgiving, everyone coming next weekend. Very nice. And, uh, if you're in the York area, come get fucked up at white Rose Cause I'm trying to make that cash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, burn pocketsy will be, uh, doing a loop as a bartender at the white Rose in York PA on the night before Thanksgiving thanksgiving next wednesday so yeah come see him very cool all right uh uh, end of his favorite son the strongest of stems swap game swap game steve cabot uh anything you want to say to the cult of cabot before we roll out of here with all that fight talk this week we got philly's own sean brady putting his undefeated record up as the co-main event on ufc las vegas 43 against michael chiesa and if people don't know his name, he's the guy who was on the bus when Connor picked up the cart and threw it through the window. That oh, Khabib or Khabib, that, that yeah. he was on the bus and got fucking glass in his eyeball. And had oh, you said who got cut? And didn't get fucking paid because that fucking moron threw a goddamn, uh, you know, a hand truck into a window. Yeah. But Chiesa's a absolute top five in the in the world, absolute top ten, arguably top five. So if uh, and remember Brady, who's from the Northeast and trains with Daniel Gracie down in uh, Philly, 
has never lost as an amateur, and is 14-0 as a pro, and has beaten the living shit out of guys in the UFC so far. And he's ranked, I think, 12th in the world right now. So this is a big, big step for him. He wins this. He's the new talk of the town. Nice. Good. Love it. All right. Yeah, support the local guys. And Patrick Sabatini, who also trains there, will be fighting on that card, too. But he's he's like a 135-pounder. Yeah, that's your guy you told us about. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's the one I was talking about was Petrosky. He just won Abu Dhabi. Petrosky yeah. was just in Abu Dhabi on the last card. And Damn, won. look at Daniel that, man. Gracie's killing it. Support your Philadelphia guys, you know? Like, yep. the Philadelphia fight scene's always been really big. And, it and the, uh, the South Philly Rocky that I sent you is supposed <laughs> to fight tomorrow night. So, Sonny Canto. Sonny, Sonny, Sonny Canto is, if you look him up, he's fighting tomorrow night. They're calling him the new Rocky. He's a heavyweight boxer. So check him out. Um, okay. And he said the street he grew up on was one of the streets that they filmed Rocky running down. How funny's that? I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just, I, you know, I hope, hey, I hope he does well. I hope he's, you know, I hope he's a world champ and brings it back here, you know? Sounds like a hater. <laughs> so all right well we're coming to the top of time this has been another episode of the working perspectives podcast weekend pop and i'm matt lavelle accompanied by the strong stem steve cabot the bad boy burn podcasty you can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and youtube at working perspectives podcast you can hang out with us on instagram at works perspectives podcast and join us on the twitter and the tiki talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectivesofgmail.com. And please get my wife out of my hair and like and subscribe. Once again, this is the Work Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Thanks. See you. <laughs>